Welcome to Ramdas Here and Now. This is Raghu Marcus. And if you remember the last episode that we did, introducing uh, Ramdas uh, talk from some time back, we mentioned that there was going to be a wonderful new course that's being offered through Love Server Member Foundation, Ramdas.org, and Be Here Now Network. And this course was around trust, and it's called Rediscovering Trust in an Uncertain Times. Obviously very apropos for this uh, to come out. And it's a little bit of serendipity. Uh, Jack Cornfield and I were talking about what to, you, you know, we have a theme at all these courses. And the course, uh, the uh, rather the retreat that we did at the end of last year in uh, Maui with Ram Das, Krishnas, Jack, Trudy, uh, myself, Duncan Trussell, Mirabai Bush. It was a, a wonderful retreat. And, and as I said, there is a real connection for me with trust. I've mentioned many, many times how really my life changed when I met Ramdas and just really physically met him. Well, first hearing him and I trusted what he was saying. And then meeting him and face to face, and the way that he fully embraced me uh, without knowing me, and just was totally present. And I, that was the beginning of a real growth in trust, which made a big difference in my life. And uh, of course, uh, sometime later, within a year, he went back to India the second time, and I met him over there, and then met Neem Karoli Baba. And it was through that trust of Ramdas that that happened, and that trust went beyond the what Ramdas terms trust as being still in the psychological uh, phase. In other words, it's it's still part of a thought form that's leading you to the intuitive self, and uh, faith is beyond a thought form, and that's completely an only recognizable, and uh, you can only be aware of it through intuitive place inside of us. So so this is a, some of the things that are discussed in this course. It's how to unearth the power of a trusting heart. And uh, there's just some great things. Of course, I don't think I have to say anything about Jack Cornfield and his wife Trudy Goodman and the way that they present the, the Dharma. And in this case, they were so on point with this subject, I can't tell you. And then if we, there's a beautiful session. So there's a couple of sessions with them and wonderful meditations, practice stuff, uh, and then something with Krishnadas, myself, and Ramdas, uh, which was really got into some of the other subjects that are really endemic to understanding trust, which is around uh, surrender and uh, practice, practice. And then uh, we have some entertaining stuff from our friend Duncan Trussell, of course, asking Ramdas questions that represent what he calls the skeptic nation. Uh, so. It's a, it's a really great course. So just go to uh, ramdas.org slash discover and you'll get to the landing page and you sign up. And as I said, it is 
something that we do. We do a couple of courses a year, generally, that are free. We do ask, of course, everybody to help support what we are doing so that we can manage to still put these courses out for free. I think at the end of the course, if you want to, you can. Uh, there, we do uh, sell downloads very reasonably of the whole uh, entire, all of the sessions that were around this subject. The course is uh, carefully focused on uh, all of the different uh, manifestations of trust and how we can bring it into our lives and change our lives. So I know this is a long preamble about this course, but I really, really uh, feel so uh, positive about its potential to help us all that uh, take a look at it. There's a, the, when you go to ramdas.org slash discover is a landing page and has everything you'd want to know. There's, there's, there's prompts so that you can keep a daily diary uh, to refresh yourself about what it is that uh, struck you in each of these uh, Dharma talks, teachings, and so on. All right, onward and forward. And you know what? This talk from Ramdas, which is from 1993 in Rhinebeck, it actually connects very nicely with the uh, with this whole trust course that I've been talking about. This uh, talk, which he did at Omega, which is in Rhinebeck, it got into this... So, the essence was this little, of course, the Buddha saying, I have... Uh, was it the Buddha? I can't remember now. Who said this? You'll have to listen, and Ramdas will say it, but I have no scruples of change nor fear of death. I was never born nor had I parents. This is a statement. He called it a mantra that we can all do from time to time to remind us of reality. It says it all. I think it was a Buddha. But anyhow, we'll have to listen to this thing. And then there's Ananda Mahima, who we, we used to see in India, this great uh, woman saint, and she used to say, before birth, I was the same. After marriage, I was the same. And after death, I will be the same. So I love these quotes Ramdas comes up with. So then he gets into a whole thing around, uh, uh, really around service. And the emblem for service for us is Hanuman. That's what w- Maharaji gave us in India, Nimkaroli Baba. He gave us a real connectivity to what that represents in this deity that is so uh, popular and powerful in India, everywhere, Hanuman. Service, love, compassion, self-sacrifice, especially self-sacrifice. And that's what a bunch of this lecture is about. Uh, There's the great story of how uh, briefly, I'll just tell it. Uh, I mean, I can't possibly tell it briefly, so I'll just. This is one little thing out of it where Raman lists Hanuman to go find his wife who is abducted by the demon Ravana and lives in Sri Lanka. And Hanuman goes over and he finds her 
and she's uh, being held by the demons under Ravana, and he burns the city down, and they throw him out, and he flies out, and he gets back to the mainland, and he tells Ram, you can now, I know where she is, you can go get her, and vanquish the demons. And Ram says, whatever you want, no one's ever done anything like this for me, and whatever you want, I will grant you a boon from any of the eight universes or 80 billion universes, whatever. And Hanuman falls down at Ram's feet, crying, save me, save me from the tentacles of egoism. And that was the cr- that's one of the deepest um, truths that Maharaji gave us, self-sacrifice service. And Ramdas talks about this a lot. He talks about when when you are miserable about something in your life, anything, and your heart is close, get a, get with a suffering person to serve that person, and their needs pull you out of yourself. And everyone knows that because a lot of it is maybe just happenstance when you're not feeling good and you. You're alone, you walk out of your house and you bump into somebody who needs something. You forget about yourself in a moment. And that says a lot about how we can interact and act in this, in this world, uh, which goes back to the Course, by the way, around trust and just that trust in that part of ourselves. What Ramdas said something, love for the true self embraces the breaking heart. Yeah, he talked about in this talk uh, about somebody who had lost a, a, a young man who's a son. And she was like, you know, how can I believe anything anymore? And, and Ramdas says, when belief has been undermined, which it, that happens to so many people, and we see it in the news every day, um, it, it, it happens. Your belief gets suspended if it's if your belief is uh, doesn't encompass the presence of the mystery. So we say, what is left? And he talks about this. This is a really great talk. His tone through it is very meditative, and at the end, actually, is a wonderful meditation on ec- embracing awareness and expanding into the into the connectivity of us all. It's really wonderful. But what is left? The presence of the mystery. And I love that as well. I, getting, making, we talk about it all the time. You know, don't try and solve anything. Solve the mystery. Solve the issues. Solve the discrepancy between science and the spirit, which is becoming less and less of one, as the Dalai Lama and the neuroscientists do all these experiments around consciousness. But don't try and solve the mystery. Become friends with it. And that takes trust as well. So these two things are really make more sense to me now that I'm talking about them uh, than before I even thought to make sure everybody understood there was this wonderful free course coming up next week. Uh, So, 
This is Ramdas here and now, and it's a talk. I don't know what to call this talk. Oh, we got to call this talk uh, Embracing the Mystery. That's what it is. And uh, yeah, and the meditation at the end, by the way, just do what he says, you know, just like sit, sit, sit up for a second and just kind of pay attention and and just uh, get into a quiet space. It's fantastic. uh, And it's very guided meditation. It's not like where you're sort of on your own a lot for your mind to wander. You really are captured by what he's saying in his tone of voice. So it's great. That's it. This is uh, Ramdas Here and Now, and we'll see you next week on the Be Here Now Network. This is a culture that feeds on victimization. And it is making you ineffectual as a human being. And I don't think it's interesting enough to be a victim of the government, of your parents, of your economic status, of whatever it is. It's just not interesting enough. And that's fierce. And what we have formed is many groups around shared victimization. And I think they are very helpful at a certain stage but graduate, really, graduate. There's a great quote in Buddhist literature that gives one pause. It says, I have no scruples of change, nor fear of death. I was never born, nor had I parents. Try that as a mantra for a while. (laughs) I have no scruples of change, nor fear of death. I was never born, nor had I parents. See, this is a technique of remembering who you are. What do you mean I never had parents? And you watch how real the, that's absurd, must be some error in the, (laughs) must see, nor nor had I good parents. (laughs) But Ananda Mai Mai, just remember her expression. Before birth, I was the same. My family arranged for my marriage, I was the same. Even after death, I will be the same. Just try that one. Hang out with that one and just start to look at your life from that place. That place. See, these are all devices. They're all techniques to help you remember, to help you transform your life so that it is living spirit. So that from that place of always the same, of spaciousness, of no time, of going nowhere, of presence all the time here with the glass of water, helping the person die, being with somebody that's suffering. When somebody is suffering, your empathy is strong, you're there for them, but you don't have to lose your presence. 
You don't have to lose it into their drama. You don't have to prove to them you care so much that you can't keep your cosmic giggle. I, I sit with people that are frightened, anxious, in incredible pain. And it's ripping my heart to shreds, my human heart. But at the same moment, there is another part of me that is just watching the trees bloom, the leaves fall, the process go on, and the awesome nature of the universe and the mystery of it all that includes the suffering and it includes the death. And I'm just so blown away by it, all I can do is giggle. And you can experience how socially inappropriate a giggle is at that moment, you know? you know? And it's an inner giggle until you feel somebody has really invited you in to be with them in the fullness of the moment, and then you can giggle together. But for you to give up your giggle out of being socially responsible is misunderstanding what real compassion is about. Real compassion is bringing the cosmic giggle into the moments of your life. You're not laughing at something, you're laughing with the universe about itself. And you're experiencing life including the suffering, including the violence, including the death, including, including the birth and all of it, the sun and the rain, the storms, all of it, as the celebration of the dance of form including your own aging and your skin got going back down. It's all celebration. It's all celebration. There were two other pictures that you received in your booklet that some of you were asking, what are they? I assume you probably know now from... Yes? There's Hanuman and Maharaji, besides Ananda Mahima. They're also Rams. <laughs> Hanuman, the monkey, is, as I told you before, Hanuman is the statement of that path to freedom that lies through service. It's the path that is often called Karma Yoga which has a complex meaning. But I just invite you, when you're caught in your stuff and your heart is closed, to reach out to find someone else who's suffering, to be there, be here with them for a moment. What I find when my heart is closed is somebody else's need the purity of their heart pulls me out of myself very quickly. Very quickly. And for those of you that have gotten caught in individualism and separateness, the act of serving another human being is a doorway back into your connection to the universe. Because their real need pulls you out of yourself. When Mira gets to Guatemala in two days and is sitting in a village talking about the corn crop, the realness of their situation 
will override her fatigue from the trip and all of the stuff of, of her personal life. It'll just take her beyond it. And that art form, that service, I mean, I feel a part of the web of the world through just the, the calls, the service, the holding, the raising money, the visits to Nepal, the working in the Blindness Institute in South India, all of that stuff. I just feel like I'm part of the web of the world and part of it, and it's, it's allowing the, this incredible quality of compassion of the individual human heart to find expression in a spontaneous, generous way. We are so afraid of our hearts, it's unbelievable. We hide in our minds because of the fear of our own hearts. Because the fear of our hearts, because our hearts will give away everything, they're too unruly, they care too much, they don't know what to do, they'll be burned out by suffering. I invite you to really embrace the question, the issue of the mystery of the universe. And the mystery is most manifested in suffering and in death. A woman came up to me the other day, a woman I've known for many years. Her son, her 18, 19 year old son, beautiful, beautiful, deep spiritual boy had just gotten spinal meningitis and in two days died. And she said, and she was a very deeply religious person and she said, he died a horrible death. He was frightened and he was in excruciating pain. She said, what's left that I can believe in? And it's interesting. When belief has been undermined, what is left? when you are cast into that which is unbearable, what is left? Any word concepts don't work. What's left is you are just in the presence of the mystery. You're just in the presence of the mystery. I don't know. And it's why people that have done spiritual work to the extent where they have opened their heart to let people in, to embrace people into themselves, so they begin to see all of the world as their children. They're all their children, the spinal meningitis, the AIDS, the cancer, the this, the that, the starvation in Somalia. It's all your children. How could you bear it? It's not just one woman with one child. And those saints are known as the living dead. Not an interesting expression for saint, the living dead. 
because they are bearing the unbearable and we're still here. We're still here. You've looked at the universe as it is without the filter of your beliefs or your dreams of how it could be or your judgments about how it should be. You've just looked at it how it is and you bear the unbearable. And you go through the, the death of everything you held on to to protect yourself from it. Well, there's afterbirth, there's reincarnation, there's God, there's something. It all is ripped off you. There's nowhere to hold on to. And here we still are. Now what? Now what? Rilke said that we can hold death gentle in our hearts and go on living. How extraordinary. That's the root of real compassion. That's the root of real compassion, is living with the mystery. I can't justify why that boy died the way he died. I can give you cute answers about reincarnation and karma, but I don't know. I don't know. But the place in which you and I have played with planes of consciousness and we've been privy through the edge of our eyes to sense the wisdom, the incredible, awesome nature of the way phenomena are at play leads us to just sit with the mystery, as the Bible says, with awe. The awful nature of the mystery. It is indeed awful. Awful. You can see that the mind's desire for control makes the mystery seen as something that has to be solved. I invite you not to solve the mystery, but to become friends with it. To become friends with it. So you can just look at what is. Ah, so. Ah, so. Ah, so. And when you say, I can't stand anymore because my heart's breaking, I invite you to examine, as Suryadas kept inviting us to do, which I is that? Which I can't stand anymore? And perhaps make that I suspect, rather than getting wedded to it. I would say, that for years I protected my human heart because when I had love affairs and my heart broke, I felt so dead and closed down, I thought I'd never open again. But you know, I did. And again I got hurt and I closed down. And again I thought, this time I really won't open. And you know what? I did.
And I realize now that the human emotional heart has a capacity to break and close and open and break and close and open and break and close and open. And there is a deeper heart. There is a deeper compassionate love that builds and builds and builds like a huge, huge energy. Until your love for form, your love for people, your love for animals, for the earth, for the heavens, your love for yourself, your love, it's so deep, it embraces your breaking heart. It embraces. That kind of love embraces the part of your heart that keeps breaking. It is such a privilege to join with you in exploring all this. I mean, just the recognition of how fortunate we are to have this moment to do this. Do you realize how rare in the whole course of human history these moments are? When people are not so busy surviving or fighting off a competitor or a warrior or something, that the fear is quiet enough so that this can happen. So what is the model? Are we just narcissistics people at play that we can afford to and we have forgotten the world or do we understand I feel I understand and I think you do too that we are part of the system and that our doing this work is what we feed back into the system as we become what we are learning as we get our spiritual ground for life we bring that spiritual ground for life into the workplace into the home into the politics into the social action so that when you march for peace you do it with peace in your heart not saying until I have peace I can't be peaceful you say I am peaceful now let there be peace I mean, I know that in the course of the next hour or two, you, many of you will thank me, and if you don't, you'll be damned, of course. But, but, but just realize that I'm thanking you too. We are all thanking that which allows us to be here together. Because even though the form is that you're paying money and I'm making money and we're all here in this dance at Omega and it's all a game, at another level, at another level, we all are being fed. We are all at the breast of the mother of the universe. And most of us, I would say, are feeling that we got fed this week. And now our job is to become that which feeds the universe. And so you're remembering not because of yourself, you're remembering because that's the part you play. That's the part you play. That's the part you play.
And the only person I didn't mention was Maharaji. <laughs> that picture. And I would invite you that just to hang out. Put them on your refrigerator. <laughs> and if you want to know who he is, there's a little book called Miracle of Love. And another one by his grace. Just little stories about him. He's a great friend to hang out with. He'll suck you in. His existence is a constant reminder. He's a great, great, great playmate. And he's yours. He's dead, so he's yours as much as mine. He's just here for all of us. Just for a moment. Just expand into the space that we are all sharing in this room. Let the boundaries of mind relax. Let my voice be inside of you. Let all of us in this room be inside of you. Let us meet in the awareness that embraces all of us in this room. We are all part, just like our fingers and our hands, we are all part of a body of awareness. And in this awareness exist phenomena, and one of those phenomena is who you think you are as a body and a personality. Just as if you were looking at yourself from this vast awareness, just as if you were looking up at the sky and singling out one of the stars. Not so different from all the other stars. Play with, for a moment, the balance. Feel yourself to be the star, the separate, unique entity 
sitting in this room and also feel yourself to be the vast awareness that permeates this room that embraces all the stars within itself. Just practice for a moment. See that when you think you are the star, you are in time, you have uniqueness, you have a curriculum, you are coming and going, you are here and there. But the awareness we share that embraces all of these stars There's no time, no space, no agenda. No suffering, no loss, no gain. Just awareness that appreciates how it all is with clarity. What is it like to drive away from Omega? The star is driving the awareness is just embracing all of it, all of the stars in their cars driving away from Omega. <laughs> what about the other stars you meet along the way? Well, let's embrace them too. What fun to start to just rest in the awareness, even as you are driving, stopping, eating, hellowing, looking at your mail, making the phone calls, getting back into life. The star is doing its unique karmic unfolding within its incarnation. And the awareness is just, ah. Which one was real? Is one more real than the other? Can you, can you stand nowhere? Can you embrace and remember all of this all at once? Don't miss the birds that are singing right now. The fans overhead, the sense of your body. 
all just phenomena arising in this vast awareness. Ha 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 ho. Ho 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 ho. The cosmic giggle. Somebody says, how nice to meet you. Who are they meeting? They meet the star or do they meet the awareness? See, it takes one to know one. You're looking for stars. If you think you're a star, you only meet stars. If you're awareness, there isn't even relationship. There's just awareness. Awarenesses know one another because they are one another. Stars are separate. Can you be separate and non-separate simultaneously? What fun! What a delicious game! May you enjoy the game. Namaste. This podcast is brought to you by the Love Serve Remember Foundation and Ramdas.org. We appreciate you listening and we appreciate all the support that you've given us. Please continue that support and donate at Ramdas.org. We can then continue to share what Ramdas has been sharing for all of these years. Thank you.